0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
1: Today's episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Twisties. Twisties is my longest running client. I've been shooting for them for over a decade, and they are also the best site for lesbian erotica on the web. You know, on this show, we talk a lot about ethical porn and consent and boundaries. Let me tell you that when I shoot for twisties, we cover all of those topics and you can rest assured that you are definitely accessing the most ethically produced porn out there. I as the producer and the director make sure of that. So check out twisties.com where you can access the hottest girl girl scenes out there with big stars like Abella Danger, Demi Sutra, Kira Noir, Cherie DeVille and Alexis Fox. Plus, up-and-coming newcomers like Jules Blue, Lulu Chu, Alexis Tay, Charlotte Sins, Giselle Blanco, and so many more. Go to twisties.com today. You will not regret it. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. If my guest looks familiar, it's because I interviewed them as Lance Hart, but today I have the honor of introducing Lucy Hart, Lucy is a trans woman who's actually in the middle of her transition, and following her on Twitter, I have been both fascinated and truly inspired by how open she is about the process. I thought that bringing her on today would help educate all of us on what it means to take that kind of journey. So let's please welcome performer, advocate, educator, and indie porn network owner, Lucy Hart. Hi, Lucy. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, when was the last time we spoke? It was during the pandemic, right? Pretty sure it was during the pandemic. Uh, who knows?
0: Yeah. Were we talking about like COVID and how do people make born in COVID?
1: Probably. I feel Probably like that's all anybody that. talked about. That's for all like we like <laughs> two talked about. Two like, years. Think, yeah. Forever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you survived. You came out on the other side. How are you feeling yeah. post pandemic? pretty good
0: i'm like getting it's fine i've waited too long to get out and be social um Mm -hmm. which i think a lot of people maybe did and uh so but i I don't regret it i think you know i did what i like i needed the time i guess to be alone like a lot of people did too so but uh just in the past week honestly i'm starting to like Go out and try to make new friends and hang out and do, do things, you know, um, this weekend I'm going to an event with my wife, you know, like we're just kind of, uh, and it's cool. It's just different. And it's also, mm. it's weird. Cause if I go to an event, like I did go to X-Biz LA um, mm. right near the end, like there was, that was Omicron. So it was like mm. the last, not that it's over, it's not over, but you know what I mean? It was like, yeah okay, fuck it. We're going out. That was what that was. And um, I didn't know, not one person recognized me because I transitioned a a little different, walk different, Mm -hmm. talk Mm -hmm. different. So that's trippy because I'm seeing people I've known for years, but I'm seeing them the way they treat strangers. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: I'm like, oh, like this person's a really good hearted person. Wow. This person's kind of a dirt bag. Like if they don't know, I'm like a, not that I'm a big deal, but like, they don't know who I am. So they're like, yeah. just treating me like some weirdo that walked up to them and said,
2: Hey, how you been? They're
0: like, mm, you know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's trippy. That's like yeah. weird. Um,
1: Interesting.
0: But cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's cool being like a, in a way invisible, but like not like, as soon as I say, Hey, I'm Lucy, you used to be Lance. We totally know each other. They're like, Oh, you know what I mean? And then they're
1: like, cool. right. Right. Yes, that's, that's yeah. That's, it's yeah. kind of an interesting perspective to go out and present yourself as somebody different that people that you know so well may not recognize. Right. And yeah, seeing that, <laughs> that's super interesting.
0: Yeah. It's been, yeah. But so, cool. Yeah. How about you? How's it been for you?
1: Um, good. Yeah. You know, I had married. a, I was I pregnant when I talked to you last? You
0: are going to move. You really in yeah, like moving boxes. Okay. You. So I'd really had a really well baby by the way. Thank oh, you. you had a baby. Okay.
1: Gotcha. I had, so I, I I had had the baby when we moved. I'd already had the baby. Okay. So gotcha. yeah, it's hard to, it's been such a weird last couple of years, the blur with the pandemic and then having a kid, Yeah, everything's, everything's a blur, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in my cool. new place with yeah. crappy internet, which is why I was kind of late. Um, but, uh, you know, just, uh, living the dream, man, shooting porn Sweet. and being a mom.
0: <laughs> there you go. Cool. Good deal.
1: So let's talk about you. So, um, yeah. So last time we spoke, you were Lance and now Mm. you are Lucy. So let's, I guess, start from the beginning. When did you have an inkling that you were born the wrong gender?
0: Um, well, I always knew that just when you're a kid in the eighties, there's no words for that. Like mm -hmm. it's not an option, you know, or at least where I was, it wasn't an option in Texas where I was at the time. Um, but, like, at my only friend, my only, like, playmate friend when I was a little kid was this nice girl named Joanna. And I would totally, like, wear her clothes and stuff. And I was, mm-hmm. like – and then I kind of, like, people found out and they were, like, ah, duh. You know, like, parents sometimes do. Like, don't do that. Ah. So I was, like, oh, shit. Okay, I shouldn't do that. And then um, as I grew up, I uh, – my mom works – Kind of fashion industry adjacent. So she uh, dressed me well. You know what I mean? And I looked good as a dude. um I was very socially awkward, but so I like had that's a whole nother story. But um it's just easier to be a dude. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. I was, and to put it, I mean, not to be too cringy about it, but when you're like a pretty good looking cis white male in a middle class family, like life is kind of, it's, easier it's privileged is what it is it's privileged so right. i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, fuck this up you know what i mean uh, i was scared i was scared i was uh not willing to they had the bravery that like the two kids in my high school had to come out as gay mm-hmm. you know what i mean or right. anything like that and also i didn't know what trans was yet so i didn't know what i was, I was like right man. um so fast forward to i'm in my 20s i started meeting Actual trans people, and initially I'm like, oh god, that looks really difficult. I I hope I don't have to do that. As it, but I think a lot of cis people, the first time they meet a trans person, would be like, whoa, what's it like? Oh my god, like I have questions, but I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Like you know, that's right. more what I get than um, oh shit, how hard is it? Like what do I have to do? You know, like I knew mm-hmm. then, I was just hoping I wouldn't have to. Like I could keep. I could be Lance Hart that wears fishnets and pantyhose and does like gender bendy stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: it was getting celebrated and I was winning awards and I was making like money hand over fist, just doing that. The whole time I'm like, why are no other like muscly cis dudes putting fishnets on? Because I'm killing it over here. It's the easiest thing. They're like $8. I just throw them on. And then do regular porn, but in fishnets and people are like right. freaking out, like, oh my God. So anyway, I was just doing that and I was like, okay, well, this is cool. And then, uh, um, I just were you know, I built perv out and da da da. empire building mode ensued. And so I was just go, 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 go. Like, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced when you're an entrepreneur and just building a thing, it's kind of all you do. You know, mm-hmm. like that, and of course, fell in love with my wife so and then between and then that was like the main focus in my life, and then still trying to build the empire, there wasn't much time for like feeling what's going on on the inside, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, other than like mm-hmm. I'm in love, this is amazing, but not like what am i uh like if I detach from everything, what am I you know, I don't have time for that shit, so pandemic happens um. I'm making more money than ever because I own so much content and people are just buying it all, you know, because everyone's locked up at home. Um, business is growing, everything's growing. And I worked myself, I did the, what the entrepreneur's dream is, I think for everyone is I worked myself out of my own business. Like I outsourced literally it began as like a, I can outsource being on set. Like I just paid directors to do this for me. Cool. I don't have to go on set now. What? And then, I, st- I hired like an admin person and then I was like, okay, that person does all the emails and the da-da-da-da. Okay, cool. And it was like an exercise. And then it ended up being like an obsession. Like how little can I do? And I got it down to like two to three days a month of like focus on the, on the porn network I ran and I didn't really have to do anything else. And then it got down to like a couple hours a month of like, I had to run payroll and that was it. And I was like, well, I made it. Yay. Retired 42 years old. Married, never having kids, we're done. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fucking cool. Maybe I'll work and get a rental property or some bullshit. Like I'm done with life. This is so cool. And I really enjoyed that for like two hours. And then I was like it just was overwhelming. I started I was like, it didn't have anything distracting me. So mm-hmm. uh and at the same time Charlotte was just killing it at life at a whole new level. Like, um, learning how to play the harp while doing new career shit she'd never done before. And all of this kind of, so she was busy, like busier than she'd ever been. So I had a lot more time just kind of alone and yeah, like literally two hours into it. It was like this, not a voice in my head. It wasn't that, but it was, um, and it wasn't even a feeling, it was just an awareness of like, okay, time to transition a female. That was it. Wow. Just like shit. You know, what, what really happened was I, that was happening. And then I was like, well, I'll shave my legs. I was like, home. I was in a hotel alone and I was like, shave my legs. You'll see it. I've never done that. It's so weird that I've never shaved my legs with all the queer shit I've done in my life, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought, oh, this would be fun. I don't know, whatever. Shave my legs. And then I looked down and I'm like, that's me. Those are my legs. Like, for the first time in my life, like, that's mm-hmm. smooth lady legs. And I was like, fuck. I was kind of pissed. I was like, fuck, this is going to be hard. I really was hoping to just enjoy 30 or 40 years of fucking off. You know what
2: I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like
0: total financial freedom, just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And then now I got this thing ahead of me. I got to transition. Fuck. But good news is, uh, I'm, again, like, it's, it's cringy to like celebrate privilege. But also I worked my ass off to get the resources and the connections. So I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a weird thing to, Basically, I've, I've had it easy with this transition because I know people who know the best doctors. And I know, and I have friends with, I'm friends with lots of beautiful trans women who've done all the stuff they had to do. And I can just call them and text them and, like, hey, what about this procedure? What do you think? And they're like, don't do that. Or, oh, no, that's cool. Do that. Or, I'm doing that right now. You know what I mean? Like that. Mm-hmm. That's such a leg up. And then my wife being like super gay helps a ton because when I told her, Hey, I shaved my legs. I'm kind of thinking about transitioning. And at first I was like, I don't want to do the hormone thing. I'm like, that seems weird, but maybe I'll just dress more femme. And she was like, really cool. Oh, that's hot. You know, like it wasn't like a lot of married couples. It's like, uh, she's reading books, like to try to be supportive. And she's like, everything in this book is like some lady freaking out. Cause she found panties in her husband's drawer and like having a meltdown. And I'm um, mm-hmm. like, if I found panties, you have panties in your drawer, you always have. But like, if I found something more feminine, I'd be excited. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, Yeah. we got really lucky in that sense. Um, yeah. Actually, the day before we got married, we are hanging out with a bunch of friends. And she was like, it's so weird to me that I'm marrying a man. Like, I've always dated women. But I love you. I mean, this is great. But weird, right? And I was like, oh. Huh. You know? And uh, so here we are. Just kind of funny. Like, how life does oh. that sometimes? You know? God,
2: that um, is...
0: But yeah, then just I kicked it off with a I'm really lucky. I knew, um, uh, well, my friend Colby Jansen's a performer. Uh, before Colby was a gay porn superstar, everything superstar porn person, Colby was a scientist, like you know, like schooled up lab did nerdy science shit. And someone that Colby worked with happens to now be, arguably, like the top endocrinologist in the world when it comes to transitioning people. And mm-hmm. it's like the go-to per, like the person, if there's a Netflix special about someone transitioning, they probably went to this guy. You know what I mean? It's like, a he's the guy. And so um, that was a huge leg up, like starting off with hormones done right. And uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there and the medicine is just not caught up. You know, I mean, it's better than ever, but if you go to a doctor... If you just go to your health insurance, if you have health insurance and you're like uh, transition or whatever, search, just start your search there, you're probably going to get fucked up. Like you're going to get into a a road that doesn't work or it's bad side effects or totally wrong information about like how things work. So I've I've been very fortunate in that sense. But I've also had to work my butt off to like learn things, you know. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, like I mentioned before, it's, It's great how open you are on Twitter. So I feel like people who follow you get an insight into what the right things to do are and I feel like you would also be open to answering people's questions. And that's also like why I was hoping to interview you today because I thought you could provide some resources and some insight to people who wanted to take that make that leap and and you know, transition. So I have like so many questions related to that. Of course,
0: yeah, Um, I'm happy to like give info. I bomb. I am working on a book on it. It's like on basic, like not like Transition for Dummies. That's what everyone's like. Oh, like Transition for Dummies. I'm like, "Mm, that sounds stupid. Um, But I haven't titled it yet. (laughs) But essentially,
1: hilarious.
0: The bit, the main, my my really only beef with this process is when you say I'm trans, I'm changing genders. Now the world pretty much, for the most part, says, congratulations on being the real you. That's amazing. Wow, they celebrate it, right? It's, so it's cool. That's I'm not beefing with that.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: then when you say, I want to go as fast as I can to get there, like I want to, and I want to be sexy. I don't want to just pass as that gender. I want to be hot. Mm-hmm. Then the world says, whoa, slow down. You need to accept like slow down and people say shit like enjoy your transition and it's like enjoy enjoy childbirth why don't you you know what i mean like it's fucking hard it's terrible like enjoy the baby but
2: yeah fuck that.
0: No, like it- come on
1: and <laughs> childbirth so, and- is not fun <laughs>
0: No, and and the world is just like, well, you you know, if you start pushing back and asking questions to doctors and practitioners, like, okay, how do we speed this up? How do we overlap these procedures in the most efficient way to get me to the goal? They immediately push back. Whoa. So that's what the book I want to, I want the book to fix that. And I'm not, I'm a dirty pervert pornographer. My book isn't going to fix that. But hopefully someone... Who isn't a dirty, poor, pervert pornographer reads the book, sees that it's sold, and made a lot of money, and they're someone that the world respects, and then they change it. So, and I think that's realistic. I think we can pull that off. So, um, why do you think you get that
1: pushback to enjoy your transition and slow down? Like, is it, do they say it's for medical reasons? They want to make sure that each procedure takes properly and that you don't have adverse effects, or do they think you might change your mind halfway through? Like, I don't why know. Why do you think there's that pushback? I don't, I really
0: don't know. I
1: could make some theories, but
0: I I don't know. Because yeah. it's weird. It's like, if you say, uh, like hair removal, let's just pick that. Yeah. So the majority of trans women, that at least that I've met, years into transitioning, still shave every day. Because mm. hair removal is so painful and hard and expensive. Mm. And it's just hard to find anyone to do it in an efficient and good way. Um, And there's so much misinformation around it. So it's just easier to just shave every day. But I mean, I'll ask you, but I know you can't. Can you imagine shaving your boobs every day? No. Like, and your neck and your face and your knuckles. Like, so you don't have hairy knuckles in your hands and then every day. And if you don't, okay, you're not going to get to it every day, but it's going to stick out. It's going to come up. Right. You know, like, oh, well, today I'm wearing a high neck outfit. So I don't have to shave my tits.
1: Right. You want to live
0: like that? You know what I mean? So, but when you go out into the world and you say, okay, well, what do people do? They do laser hair removal. It's like, that's the most common thing. The laser techs will say if you're like okay how long is this going to take they're like well i don't know everybody's hair follicles are different your hormones affect this your genetics affect this and then they just kind of blow it off no one looks into okay but there's those are variables let's start fucking with them you know what i mean like let's see what let's try to make this work like um if someone said how long does it take you to make money in porn and and everyone just said Oh, I don't know. It's different for everybody. That would be true. But you would still pursue trying to make it go faster. Like you right. would get out there and learn and compare this to that. How do I, Oh, I put this video out. I made a lot of money. Should I do that again? You do it again. Oh, it didn't make money the second time. Something about it did. So let me, you know, you know, you get in there, right? Right. You don't just say, well, I'll put the porn on the internet and eventually it'll make money. I hope. Uh, you know, and people do that fail. So it's weird. I th- I, yeah, I think that – I don't know. It, it might be a little pandemic-related. Also, just the level of uh, – um, people are lazy now because <laughs> we all stayed home for like a year and a half in our pajamas. So yeah. when you go to a place where you give them money for a service that they provide, it's like much more common these days, I've found, for people to
1: say, it's hard. I don't know.
0: I don't want to finish the job. I don't know if you run into that a lot. I run into that all the time. Like,
1: I, I do I, run into like certain services are much harder to get appointments for. Like everybody seems booked up, and I thought it was just because that. everyone's now like, oh, okay, now the pandemic's over, I can go get like Botox now. You know, whereas sure. I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's no, that's a good. I've never gotten, I tried laser hair removal once and mm-hmm. it hurt so bad. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done. But this was also like 10 years ago. So it's probably better now.
0: Well, so it's gotten better. Um, here's what you would run into. If, if you went, I can tell you right away what you run into. They would say, we well, have blonde hair. So the laser will only work on certain parts and it might not work. But right. that's not true. Your hair, there's the hair coming out of your body. There's a hair follicle. Your follicle pigment does not always match the hair that comes out of your body. So you might have blonde hairs on your head with black follicles.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: a laser hair tech would never know that because when you come in, you're shaved. whatever area they're zapping is already shaved. So mm-hmm. they have no idea like if this is even working, if you're getting results or anything. So if you go to an electrologist, they take a small needle, like an insulin needle, and they stick it all the way down the follicle, and then they dig around and then make it match, the they line it up so the angle matches the direction the hair is coming out. Because, you know, hairs come out all funky, different directions. Right. And match that. Then they run a charge through it. And they hit it one to like eight times. Just like zap, 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 zap. zap, zap until hopefully the follicle explodes. Then they take tweezers and they, they pull the whole hair out with the follicle. And then they can see. So if you ask an electrologist, they'll say, oh, Yeah. There's like black hairs and white follicles, white hairs, and black follicles. Oh, you never fucking know. So you got to do both. You got to go to the electrologist and figure out first, okay, on this part of my body, like on my cheek, I mostly have black and gray hairs, but the black hairs have black follicles. So laser will work on the black hairs on my cheek. Um, on my neck, I have white hairs with black follicles. so keep doing laser there. Um, on my upper lip, Everything, black hair, white hair, whatever, has white follicles. So there's just no point in doing laser up here. It's, like, dumb. And then there's diode lasers, Candela, IPL, like, so many different ones that you got to try them all. So, so basically, if you decided, oh, I want to do laser hair removal again, don't go to a place that, like, sells a package. Where it's, like, sign up and pay $8,000 and get 24 treatments. It's just You're really gambling. Like, you need to go. To like multiple places and just do it once and see what your results are. And then you'll be like, okay, that laser works for that body part. Cool. Any other hairs I got to do electrolysis on?
1: That's like. So you go to somebody different than someone who actually does the treatment. You go to an electrologist. Yeah. Who tells you. Okay. But then you would get the treatment at the same place. Well, so some
0: very few electrologists. So to be an electrologist, it's like, more school than hair school like to be a hair tech you know what I mean it's like a lot of hours um there's not many schools for it it's just not a very well there's not a lot of people do it because it's really tedious work I mean it's really difficult and you can only make so much an hour so but to be laser hair certified it's like you we could go knock that out next week in like five days and then we could buy a laser and just open a shop you know what i mean it'd be good to go so some electrologists also go get laser hair certified and then buy a laser and then do both but most do not um so you got to go to like my current electrologist hannah definitely the if you're in vegas go to hannah basically is what i'm going to say here but there's only three electrologists in vegas hannah's the best elite electrolysis give her a little plug but um uh hannah doesn't have a laser because hannah's like a young young lady entrepreneur just starting out amazingly talented at this air removal stuff, but hasn't got around to buying a laser yet because they're really expensive. So Hannah doesn't have a laser. So Hannah, um, and can't really refer you to laser places because Hannah's never done laser hair removal. But so I've had to go to Hannah and then go try this med spa has that laser. That med spa has this laser, this rando has a laser and is certified and works out of a whatever office. So I'll just go try that. You know what I mean? So I just had to go around and I've kind of got dialed in now. I've got like an esthetician that has an IPL and a med spa that has a diode. And then I alternate back and forth to get Holy
1: results shit, out. That's so that's so much work. And we're only talking about hair removal.
0: This that's just hard. hair removal. And hair oh removal God. is, at least for me, nine to 12 hours a week I'm doing that. Wow. So, and I'm spending,
1: is it, is it on pain?
0: average, oh, it's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I made, to put in perspective, I made so much cock and ball torture porn that i was able to retire at 42. right like that's a mm-hmm. lot of cock and ball torture porn mm-hmm. i was in almost all of it 11 years of that and that wasn't shit compared to electrolysis i mean it's like so <laughs> i've heard of i've gone to electrolysis people and they're like man right before you this navy seal guy was in here, is he acting all tough like oh, i just want to get this part worked on thought it would be like a tattoo and, uh, and like, they said, you know, like, what do you say? The Navy SEAL guy said, oh, it's, you know, pain is just weakness leaving the body. raw, just go ahead, do it. I can take it. And he left crying and like had to give up early. And that's a Navy SEAL. Like, it's, it's like that. It's fucked up. Because it's different when you're getting, I've gotten tortured a lot for work. Normally, you get used to whatever the torture is, Right. Like you get whatever it is where you have be waterboarded, electrocuted, burned, whatever. It's like, okay, you feel it once, and then you kind of mentally prepare for the next one. But if you're getting zapped on a hair that's adjacent to your lip, that feels yeah. wildly different than your throat, you know, or mm-hmm. your nipple. Or like your cheek, like they'll be working on your cheek. And you're like, oh, I could take that all day. There's not many nerves mm-hmm. in the cheek. And they jump to your throat. Because the, the electrologist to be efficient, they're just looking for that next hair. They're like in the zone. Just that Hannah's just working it. And Hannah's like the, makes it less painful than most people. So she's good, but she's getting in there zapping. But I'm like, you get used to the cheek zaps and then it goes to throat. and You just can't, you, you're like, even though I've done the throat zap, I don't know. I've put in 120 hours of this so far. So like, I'm, I know what's going to happen when I feel her fingers about to hit the throat, but I still, and then after the throat, upper lip chin uh really close to your eye you know what i mean like just da, 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 tip of your nose you know what i mean there's hairs everywhere so you just don't it's impossible to be used to in my case or i'm just yeah. a big whiner about this i mean you know pain different people tolerate pain differently right so
1: right but, um, how much how much more electrolysis do you think you need to have before you're done i don't know
0: i'm hoping keep going with the rate i'm going three four more months maybe
1: that's still a long time to endure that kind of pain. It's a
0: lot. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And that's just face and boobs. I've done a little bit of the bikini area, like mm-hmm. cock and balls area. Um, and got to finish that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the other thing is, so then the la- there's other parts, like my legs. I don't need any electrolysis on. And I I mean, I could just shave my legs like every other woman in the world. But mm-hmm. while you're getting tortured, you might as well like go hard, right? So. <laughs> I'm doing from my toe, hairy toe knuckles all the way up to below my eyebrows. Everything. We're just getting rid of the hair. Um, my legs are pretty much done from just laser. Okay. So, like, that's uh-huh. cool. Like, I don't have to ever shave my legs. That's pretty neat. Hopefully. Yeah. so. But, yeah, you, there's no, no there's no telling. You know what I mean? Because the hairs can just – I thought I was done at one point, actually, a couple months ago. I, like, went a week without shaving or anything. I had to take some time off because the laser tech burned a hole on my face. And, um, it'll let that heal that rough. And then, um, while that was healing, there wasn't any hair growing back. So it's like, wait, but maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm done. Holy shit. And then like the next week it was like full goatee. It was like, ah, we're not done. <laughs> you know? So this is
1: what it is. <gasps> oh my God. That, but I, that I didn't think I was going to learn this much about electrolysis today.
0: <laughs> no, every, and I have to, I take a lift every time I go. If my wife is busy and can't drive me. Cause mm-hmm. I, I take a, I mean, I do a little. I'm a sober person. Like I don't fuck with drugs or alcohol anymore, yeah. but for that I do take something because it's just, yeah. and it's still fucked up. It still hurts with that. So I wouldn't yeah. go in raw. i had prescribed doctor prescribe me something to deal with it. Right. So I don't drive. So almost every Lyft ride, they're like, where am I taking you? And I'm like, electrolysis. And they're like, Oh, like laser hair removal. And I'm like, how much do you want to know? And then it's <laughs> <we go> <laughs> like, hey, that's why I want to write a book. Cause I'm like, yeah. this, just that, Is and it's not just for trans people, the hair removal thing. When you go through menopause, you're gonna, if you haven't, you're gonna deal with having a beard. So, like, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a thing. So, wow, and it's crazy that we haven't like solved that, you know? Right. Um, Most people don't know. So, I'm gonna put a book on that, but in the meantime, I'm tweeting about that. I'm not like, I try to on my internet personality you know we all have them in porn i try to be more than just my gender because i know some people do it's like they're only they come out as like non-binary or something and then that's like their whole personality so i try to like
2: be more
0: than that but
2: yeah
0: um but it's what i'm doing full-time i like it's all i got going on you know what i mean but um but yeah i'm just putting the information out as i go and -hmm. hopefully when i'm done February I'll be done with recovered from every surgery and at that point I can uh, fill in the outline, I got it all outlined crank it out, publish it hopefully make a little money off that I think it'll help people wow. too
1: so, uh-huh. yeah, it's so interesting alright guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about all the other procedures that Lucy's going through and um, a little so much more about her journey so hang tight, we'll be right back yeah We all know Adam and Eve is the one-stop shop for everything sexy. And now, with my code HOLLY, you can get any one item for 50% off, plus 10 free gifts. And you'll even get free shipping. So spice up your sex life at adamandeve.com, but only if you use code HOLLY. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, we talk about mental health a lot on this podcast, and this is why I'm so excited to have BetterHelp sponsoring us. We're finally in a place where I think that we can speak openly about the fact that we all need some help with our mental health. We live in a crazy world today with too much information and just really upsetting things in the world coming at us from all directions all the time. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. I've mentioned before that finding the right therapist is so important. There's no one size fits all, which is why I love that BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches by making it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, relationships, trauma, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and so much more. It's convenient, it's professional, and it's affordable. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Randall. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash hollyrandall. You can also find the link in the episode description. All right, everybody, we are back. So, Lucy, okay, obviously, electrolysis is something that you're in the middle of, and uh, yeah. you still have months left of it. Um, what was the first procedure? So, actually, wait, let's talk about hormones because you yeah. mentioned earlier too. Uh, you, you know, know the right people, and how there's so many, um, so much misinformation about hormone yeah. therapy, and that a lot of trans people are misled and do. The wrong kind of hormone treatment. So can you tell us a little bit about what is the right hormone treatment? Sure. And
0: I, and again, I'm, I only have my experience, right? So I'm probably going to say something that's like someone on Reddit will flame me for like, it's no, no, it works for everyone, you know, but I'm just right. t- speaking of my own experience. Um, Dr. Powers is my hormone doctor and, um, Dr. Powers seems to have spearheaded the most efficient practical least side effect way to do this um and anyone who's like thinking about doing this just look on reddit for dr william powers um really great and interesting guy and uh um he's just a problem solver He's just a that kind of a person just like has to go solve problems and uh driven by that and so Long story short, instead of estrogen injections, um, I have uh, bioidentical estrogen pellets implanted into my butt cheek, like it's under my skin. So that was a one time procedure. And this is, um, that procedure was developed for, uh, I think, post menopause, something to do with menopause, because um, mm-hmm. your body stops producing cis women, stops producing hormones. So uh, it's a bioidentical hormone estradiol is what they put in you, and uh i went to see dr powers and um the power actually went out in his building and we were like shit we can't do this procedure but you flew in from vegas what are we going to do and then the power came back on and he knocked out the procedure in about a minute and then the power went out again so it's like really not that hard i mean For anyone else, it's probably really, really hard, but he does it all the fucking time. So for him, it was like, no big deal. I just felt an injection in my butt that numbed everything, and then he like crammed a whole bunch of pellets under my skin. That was it. That's my estrogen treatment. You know what I mean? Uh, Every six weeks, I do blood work and send it to him, and then eventually there'll come a time where we'll say, okay, those pellets must have dissolved because you're not kicking out the estrogen. Let's do that again if you want. but I'm not injecting every day, and then uh, peaks and valley, having peaks and valleys with hormones, which is the cause. From at least what Doctor Power told me, and from what I can tell, a lot of people transitioning or doing anything with hormones, the bodybuilders doing steroids. Um, if you catch them on a day that they injected, they're a whole different person than three days later. You know yeah. what I mean? Like every feelings, emotions, problem solving, every, so much is starts with what's going on with your hormones. Um mm-hmm. you get bad news that your reaction to that is way different depending on where you're at hormonally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh just having a constant 24-hour day level thing with that is I'm very grateful for that. It hasn't been I haven't had to deal with like crazy crashes. And then um he started me on progesterone which is like what your body was doing when you were pregnant, I guess. Like that's the hormone yeah. that was going on there. Um, so I take a pill in my mouth and then I put a pill up my butt every night, and mm-hmm. uh, that's had some cool effects. Like it's made my skin crazy soft, almost too soft. Like I picked up a cardboard box and it like cut my arm just the cardboard, you know? I'm like so mm-hmm. soft, and but it it's like ooh, I'm soft. Um, Move, it's moved some fat to the right places, you know what I mean? Um, but that one, because it's a pill I, I do every night, it's got a little risy folly kind of situation. So um, mm-hmm. that one, I definitely have had some like like feelings of it, like more and more about like wow, feelings, yay, here we, now I have them, you know? Because when you're a dude on testosterone, especially like gay porn star muscle man injecting testosterone. I had feelings, of course, and I think I was generally a pretty chill dude. But um, the emotions were best way to describe it is they were two dimensional, like there was sad, glad, mad, scared, you know, generally, and that was it. Uh, now feelings are like with female hormones in me. It's like it's like they're three dimensional things that change shapes and they affect each other. Like it, it's just a whole different thing to be aware of. Like Oh, there's all these different kinds of sad. And some of them feel kind of good, even though it's sad. Weird, right? And then there's like sad that leads to angry and there's sad that leads to, um, freak, you know what I mean? Like, it's all different. I'm like, what the fuck? So that was weird to like navigate that. Um, That's so
1: interesting. Do you feel like that, like feeling, experiencing what I guess would be, you know, feelings that are more female Oriented. I, I don't know how you would say that. Um well yeah, like I mean that, just yeah, it's way the fuck different. Um did you feel like that helped you understand Charlotte better oh, in any yeah, way? Way better. Yeah, a hundred Because
0: interesting. Like when you're when you love someone, if you're a dude and you're in love with someone and you really care about them and they're telling you once a month that they're having hormones and cramps and things going on you really feel for them. And I did, but I had no concept for like what that's like. And then mm-hmm. if that caused my wife to be like, I'm just going to stay in bed all day, you know, good for her. She should, but, um, uh, cause she could, but, um, I would react to that like, huh, really? Cause when I'm upset, I just go to the gym and work it out. But I didn't mm-hmm. say that cause it's a total asshole thing to say. So of course I didn't say that, but that was my perception of, like, bad feelings, go take good action, and you'll feel better. Like, it was that, when you're a dude, that's it. That's, it's literally that simple. Like, like I'm depressed. Oh, I'll do the dishes, and then I'll feel accomplished, and then I can go on with my day. You know, short of, like, catastrophic shit, like a breakup or a death in the family, then you're rocked. But, like, generally, shitty feelings for dudes can be solved with, yeah, action you know what I mean? Like quick action.
1: And you, you, and you hear that all the time with couples where, you know, and I experience it myself with my husband, if I'm upset about something and I talk to him about it, he wants to fix it. He wants to find solutions for me Mm -hmm. to fix the problem. And often I'm like, I know how to fix this problem. I know what the solutions are. I don't want your input on that, or I don't want to take that action right now. I want to just talk about it. I just Mm -hmm. want to vent. Um, but he just can't help himself.
0: Or like if as a dude, a cis dude, if someone said shit that people say now, like woke people, if they said, Hey, I just need you to allow me to have space to feel this. Mm -hmm. I, I would, I didn't know what any of that meant. Like I knew the words, but I was like space to feel. I I don't, it's like a different language. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But now with female hormones, I totally get that. I'm like, yeah, I just need, like, get clear up a little vacuum, like a little room, like a little, you know, clear the desk so I can put my feeling there and just let it fucking wiggle, you know what I mean? <laughs> just let it yeah. do its thing and then let me experience that and then it'll pass as opposed to like, I don't got time to bleed. Rawr. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, tough guy <laughs> shit. Just it doesn't and now I'm seeing so so I own my gay porn company is called Man Up, right? But mm. the URL is manupfilms.com because manup.com was taken. And for years I was just waiting for the person who owned Manup.com to like it, they weren't using the domain. And I just wanted it so bad for my porn company because it's a cool domain. They finally launched their business and it's this like super alpha male thing it's like this like alpha males are protectors of everybody and we're tough and we, and he like does these like men weekends where they yell at each other and like <laughs> do like navy seal training and tough guy shit and they cry and beat on drums and stuff and uh that's his that's his thing that's Pedro's killian or something i don't know that's his thing mm-hmm. good for him he started a business yeah. but i follow his instagram because i'm just waiting it like it, in the off chance, i'm not rooting for his failure but if he were to go do something else, I'm going to buy that domain because I want it for mm-hmm. my porn company. So, mm-hmm. but now when I see his Instagram posts, I'm like, this person has zero awareness of feminine anything. You know what I mean? Like, it does not yeah. like it. Like it'll be like a little meme. Like, are you depressed? Go work out. Like that's the most simple thing that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Is a big change, and it's like as a lady feeling person now, um yeah, if I'm depressed, I can get on my stationary bike and I can grind out an hour of cardio, and I'll feel a little better, but I still have to go feel the shit, mm-hmm. you know in order to like move on i can't I can't just burn it out with adrenaline like mm-hmm. before, so that's different, and I don't learn that, and then you know, just wildly insecure for a while, and thank God Charlotte's like patient and kind and um. Um, I had like maybe a two week meltdown at one point when I started on the progesterone and I just got super insecure. And I was like, babe, I don't want to be a whiny, naggy, shitty person, but I'm freaking out. And she just kind of let me be that. And, uh, it was very kind.
1: She let you have your space to have your experience.
0: To like do that. And, and I was very careful not to be like, my feelings were like she just left the house without saying, I love you. She doesn't love me anymore. What the fuck is going on? I like freaking <laughs> out. So, but I was like aware enough to be like, okay, this is some hormone shit. And also maybe some just generally codependent things that I need to look at. But she just left the house in a hurry. It's, she still loves me. She said she loved me yesterday. She still loves me now, which is fine. You know what I mean? But even though yeah. it felt like I'm getting dumped, it felt like I'm, already going through a colossal divorce breakup even though all she did was just she had to go to a shoot and she was busy you know what i mean so i had to like fucking navigate that and i have not no one ever gets a total hang on that but you know i'm like working through it i got a good shrink and good support group good friends um i do the work i journal i'm uh working my way through that like codependent no more book which is interesting Mm to me um I think everybody should, that should be like required reading in junior high probably because it's so, I had no idea what codependent meant. I thought it was like, oh, you call people that if you're like making fun of them for being weak or something. You know what I mean? I didn't know that like literally everyone has that. (laughs) Like we just need to, there's very simple things to do to solve that problem, but they don't teach you it in school. So like,
1: yeah. The There's fuck? a lot of things they don't teach you in school. It's interesting. I mean, I've never considered myself a codependent person, but I've also never really looked at it. Um well, so I maybe something it was like that a I, thing. Should, yeah, I should? Yeah.
0: Well, here's here's my really layperson take on it. If you ever were in a situation where you became a caretaker for someone else, like your spouse got real, really sick, or kind you of, had an alcoholic I mean, in your family. Yeah, I'm
1: kind of in that situation with my dad a little bit who has Parkinson's. It's actually why we moved up here. I moved in with my parents to help take care of him.
0: You're a badass for doing that. That's so cool. Take care of your family. But so here's the gist without taking your inventory. Like anyone in that situation, you're going to do things out of the norm of like an independent person. Because you have to to take care of the person you love. Like you're going to drop. You're in the middle of something that's important to you and you have to drop it to go take care of dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Things like that. In that moment, there's nothing wrong with that, but that is codependent. You and your dad are partners in this dependency in in that Mm -hmm. sense. Like Mm -hmm. you stand on your own, dad stands on your own, but you're teammates in this kind of dependency thing. In order for him to survive, he needs you. So, and you got to do it. So, that now, when that situation, uh, your dad heals or whatever, I'm sorry, I don't
1: know anything about Parkinson's, but it's okay. He, He won't heal. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. It only gets worse. It's I'm okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. But,
0: okay. No, it's totally but okay. outside of that situation, now you're used to kind of that relationship. So it's very common for someone in your situation or literally any human ever to go treat your husband different because mm-hmm. of what's going on with your dad. Now your reaction to your husband might be a little different or your kids or people that work for you or whatever. It's going to have a little stank on it, like a little, a little twist because you're not standing on your own. You're standing in a partnership with this emotional thing. So then those are codependent behaviors where you might like do things and then they're going to react to you. And then it's just this like contagious emotion thing that happens out there that like literally every human ever experiences. We're like an animal that needs each other. So we're going to do that shit to each other. But there's like some basic shit to like detach, not like get away from like, I'm not, my job is not to, get away from my wife but i need to detach my emotional reliance from her leaving the house and saying not and forgetting to say i love you in that one moment and then four hours later texting me sorry babe i love you and me being like oh thank god she loves me you know what i mean i need to detach from that dependence in order to be cool and there's ways yeah you know what i mean so it's just basic human shit that i just wish i knew when i was a teenager i could have used that earlier
1: you know? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I think kind of for me, it's, it's been hard for me, you know, moving up here. Cause you know, my mom's also here. My parents are still together and my dad's 80, my mom's 75 okay, and yeah. she's like in pretty, she's like, she's kind of exactly the, the same as she's always been, but you know, she's getting older and she's starting to like forget some stuff and need help with like basic things. And I find that like living with them and, and helping you know, take care of them and run the household has made me think about like the end of life a lot
2: mm.
1: and like getting old and like the, the, the scariness of that. And, um, I do think that that has had some kind of reflection on how I see life. There's a part of me that sometimes feels like, what's the point? Like we all die anyways. <laughs> like sometimes I just have these really okay. horribly dark thoughts. Yeah. And I like think about, like what happens when i start to lose my physical abilities when age starts to like rob me of myself my memory um you know my abilities My intelligence, like it's just, and I, yeah, I sometimes get into like kind of a dark place, which, and it's weird because it's juxtapositioned with, you know, my daughter, who's a year and a half, and watching her grow and learn and experience the world. So she's at the beginning of her life, and I'm obviously taking care of her. And my parents are kind of towards the end of their life, and I'm also taking care of them. So it's like this weird, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to make it about me, but um, definitely gave me some things to think about. I think I'll definitely check that book out.
0: I hear you. Yeah. No, and it's like yeah, everybody's got some shit like that, and I think it's better now than it ever has been about people can like openly talk or even tweet about like oh, on the way to therapy for whatever it's it just can be a part of the mm-hmm. conversation now, which is cool. Yeah. I think yeah, when I was a kid in the eighties, it had to be a secret that I had any kind of therapy or mental health anything going on like but oh, just yeah. we, we could not talk about that, so I'm so glad we can like just like you have to you know. We should try to eat better and go to the gym in some fashion and get some exercise. We have to do shit with our feelings.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know. But.
1: Uh, um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, hormone therapy. So, is that, is there anything else? The progesterone and the. Um, um, I take a
0: bicoludamide every morning, which also is a Dr. Powers spin on it. A lot of people do spiro, spiral, spiro, spiro, spiro something. Um, and uh basically that's an androgen blocker. glutamine's an androgen blocker. So I take that that's if I have any testosterone in my system it can't do anything. It's kind of my mm-hmm. layperson understanding of it. Like if I were to inject test right now I don't know, I would just like pee it out or something. Like it wouldn't do anything because there's an androgen blocker going on. So right. that's also helped. That really just the way I look change pretty drastically. Uh-huh um and and feelings and other kinds of stuff I mean it's, it helps to transition along, and that's one that I don't know if I'm gonna stay on that because uh there's parts about testosterone I really miss a lot, you know what I mean like the oh, there's good things about aggression, which is mm-hmm. what you get you know with problem solving sometimes aggression is needed to like mm-hmm. like I gotta go out there and get more money, bra, let's go do it in a healthy, ethical way, you know what I mean, but right um. So I kind of miss that, and then sex stuff like the bicalutamide makes made my like made killed my sex drive. First of all, when I come, clear stuff comes out like nothing. It's like boop. It's like pre cum comes out, but it feels better than any orgasm I've ever had in my life, and I could have multiple orgasms now. Like when I come, I'm not done. I'm like, lady coming. You know what I mean? But, cool.
1: but it also killed your sex drive. So but It killed my
0: sex drive. So like on the rare occasion where I would have sex or jerk off, I would be like, wow, this feels amazing. But the actual drive to like do it wasn't there. So, and- uh, Will
1: that continue as long as you continue to take that drug?
0: I'm told, and so we don't know other than Dr. Powers, there's no one out there like trying to tinker and figure shit out uh my doctor says you know that uh, he gave me a testosterone cream that i just put on my dick and balls uh once a week Mm -hmm. that's supposed to bring the sex drive back and also bring back function to the wang. um which this is like a, a few things to unwrap here so when you're on an androgen blocker if you have a penis you you no longer have erections overnight like if you're Normal penis people have three erections every time they sleep. Every REM cycle, they have an erection, just standard. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, morning wood, they wake up morning wood, right? Right. right. Um, androgen blocker makes that not happen. And then with no sex drive, I just wasn't getting hard, period, because they, they didn't care. I didn't think about it. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. you have a penis and you don't have erections, the spongy tissue inside the dick, the part that actually gets hard, it atrophies. It just stops. It's like, well, mm-hmm. we don't need to do anything. So long story short, this is common with most trans women. My dick shrank about half the size. And I was like, whoa, I don't like that. That's a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> for porn, come on. Like uh-huh. I I'm, I'm like bottoming, but I also like want to lay it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what are we doing? Yeah. So that was pretty abrupt. That was like, a month ago i finally went to go jerk off as in an a hotel and i was like you know if you had a little big time let's get a little crazy and uh yeah. and i went to get hard and i was like where where's the rest of it like what the, what the fuck just happened where's my dick what is this like half ah it was like traumatic <gasps> i would say i don't i try not to use the word traumatic too much because people overuse it but that shit was traumatic yeah. i was fucked up over that so get on the thing with my doctor. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I think he did tell me that could happen. It's just so much information all at the same time. I just got lost in the sauce. I didn't know. I was supposed to be using a penis vacuum pump and stretching my dick twice a day to keep that from happening, which is the only Uh thing you can do in that situation. So solution, testosterone cream once a week, penis vacuum pump 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, take Cialis every day to get some blood flowing down there. Then after enough time of that, three weeks to three months, go to a urologist who can take out the spongy tissue, put in a pump, the, uh, the thing some performers have. It's like a robo dick, yeah. Basically, you press yeah. a button and it mm-hmm. After all of that, recover from that. The idea is my dick will be way bigger than it was in the first place and it'll be I'll be like a cyborg woman with a giant wang that it's hit a button and it gets hard so cool we solved the problem I had to figure that out out I had to talk because my endocrinologist is a brilliant brilliant person he's not a penis doctor he's, he's an endocrinologist so I had to go research like okay, Urologist, Las Vegas. There really wasn't a good one. There's a lot of them. But they, so, okay, urology papers, figure out who's the most published urologist and who's like well respected. And there's like two, one in San Francisco, one in Miami. Set up consults with both of them, told both of them the situation, their data, what they told me, kind of synced up with each other, but there's some differences. So go back to both of them, go back to the endocrinologist with all the stuff, cross reference everything. Get on PubMed and NIH dot org or gov or whatever. Research all the papers that are written. Figure out the solution, which was Cialis every day, vacuum pump in the morning, vacuum pump at night. Replace it with a uh, whatever it's called, the Titan machine. You know, but you know, get the Robo um, No, that's why why I'm writing a fucking book because I had to fucking figure that out.
1: No one, I mean, you know, like there's no yeah. That kind of information isn't out there. So does that mean that you don't plan on getting bottom surgery?
0: Um, eventually so. The thing is, if you get a robo dick, uh, they they're last. supposed to last on the paperwork, like when you buy it, like if you buy a car, it comes with paperwork because um, it's a machine. Uh, they're supposed to last 15 years and something like 75,000 erections. Like that's what they warranty it under, but everybody's you get a different.
1: You warranty on your robo dick?
0: Yeah. And then- Uh, everybody's different. Use is different. Like if I'm like doing DPs and pile driver every day, which I don't plan on at all, but if I were to go that way, it would wear out quicker than 15 Mm -hmm. years. So Mm -hmm. good news is if a good urologist puts it in, there's not going to be much scar tissue. So the next, the replacement you get four or five years later, you can get even bigger ones. If the urologist left scar tissue and fucked it up, you're going to have a smaller one. So it's like a little risk there. Um, basically, I'm going to go lay it down with big cyborg wing as hard and as fun as I can for as long as I can, and then when it breaks, cool, vagina time. You know what I mean? Now I'll just switch it up okay. to vagina. And but Matt, I'm lucky I'm, I can do that because resources, money to you know take time off. Um, a lot of me would lo- would way prefer to have a vagina. I just I kind of want to have some good years of being a milf with a giant wing.
1: I think it'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can, so why, why not?
0: not? Right. Yeah.
2: That's the idea.
1: So. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. it just sounds like you, you get to experience all of these different, different things with both genders that none of, most of us, you know, just have no idea. Just I'm so, excited about it. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, so, uh, okay. So, and you recently got a boob job, right? yes, yeah, so I did that. Um, Dr. Barrett hooked it
0: up. You just did a great job. That's another thing. Um, most boob doctors say, oh, if you want to go that big, we got to do the, the scar underneath. Like we got to cut underneath to put, mm-hmm. you know, dah, 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 or we can go through the armpit. It can't go through the nipple if it's over a certain size. But like everything else, you ask enough questions, you push back, you find out. There's a great doctor in Beverly Hills, Dr. Barrett, Who's really good at going through the nipple. So he went through the nipple and I'm not going to have scars and got big old titties. So yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so, but yeah, I love these tits. It's fucking awesome. I got lucky. It didn't hurt. I like woke up and it hurt really bad. It felt like an elephant was on my chest. And then I got back to the hotel after the surgery. Charlotte's taking care of me. And she had gone, we have the same boob doctor. Like that's also a perk Mm -hmm. of being married to like an ultra hot porn lady. It's like, you can just, where'd you go? Okay, I'll do that. Um, but the second day, third day or something like that, I was like, I feel fine. It doesn't hurt. I mean, they were like up to my neck and you know how they are when you get yeah. boobs. But it's yes. like I had to like really be careful not to go pick up heavy shit because I was like, I feel mm-hmm. fine. Um, yeah. So I got lucky with that. I think I was also taking human growth hormone, which mm-hmm. another thing that people don't know about, but if you're like going through an injury or a surgery and you can get your hands on human growth hormone, it speeds up the recovery time. Crazy fast. And it makes your skin look good. And there's all these perks to it. I mean, it's like so nice. It's just um I don't know why. It's like this like download secret. But
1: yeah, that's that shit but, and it's something that you fast. can't. It's something that it's really difficult to access, right? Like is it Yeah. Can you give, be prescribed that? My doctor one of my doctors said, he said, Oh, let me look into it and came back and said,
0: Okay. I can prescribe this to you, but you'd be the first person who doesn't have full-blown AIDS that this has been prescribed to. Oh, so wow. I think some questions that get raised, and I don't want to get in trouble. And I was like, okay, right. I get it. No, thanks for looking into that. Um, so that means health insurance won't cover it. So that means you got to go bodybuilder drug dealer to get it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or just get lucky. And in my case, I just found it. I just fell off a truck. I didn't do anything illegal. Just totally just found it and just got lucky. Yeah.
1: But, I, I love yeah. it when that happens. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Yeah.
0: But yeah. And, and so it's, it's, I wish it was just a thing you could go pay for because I have to, there's like, it's like anything else. There's all these different kinds, you know, different brands. And you got to read on forums like, okay, what is this shit that I'm about to inject in me and how much do I use? And do, you got to like bro science the whole thing you know what i mean Mm um yeah but i'm telling you that shit fucking worked like i recovered from breast dog gnarly breast dog too because i have like um for lack of better term like a male pectoral system like i had big old pecs before so they had to cut not just uh bilateral they had to cut up too and like fucking tear up my muscles deeply Cram this huge thing and through the nipple, and then, yeah, you know, like three days later, I was like,
1: mm-hmm, feel fine.
0: You know what I mean? Wow. So,
1: wow. What other uh, procedures do you have ahead of you?
0: Oh, geez. Um, so penis. I already talked about. I'm getting my butthole redone, which is a thing I didn't know you could do. Um, there's a doctor in New York. Uh, what is it called? Bespoke. Something bespoke medical in New York. It's I don't know if the doctor is gay or it it doesn't matter, but it's a very gay looking practice. It's like, are you a bottom? Do you want a bottom better? Come here, we'll help you out. Like that's like their marketing. Um, Uh huh. And they like I was a wild ass bottom in my twenties, just willy nilly throwing shit up there. Right. So Mm -hmm. I got some. I don't have a pretty butthole anymore. I have like a. Mm Fisting bottom butthole. Not that it was a fisting bottom, but it looks like I was. So I want a pretty butthole because if I'm doing porn as a female, you know, we're doing close-ups in 4K on the butthole now, whereas Mm -hmm. we weren't as a dude. So
1: as it turns out, you can totally fix that.
0: Like you just go to the butt doctor and they just revamp, overhaul your butthole.
1: Do they like remove hemorrhoids? Like what are
0: they? It's kind of like a similar thing. These Laser scalpels, Botox, this and that. They, and I don't have a problem taking big things in my butt, I, which I'm grateful for, but that's a service they offer too. Like if somebody um, really wants to do anal, but it just hurts every time, that's a solvable problem now. You can go to the doctor and they will get in there and loosen this muscle, relax that. Some people have a curved situation inside them. So, where like mm-hmm. if a hard thing goes in, it just bends, it's ouchy, that can be yeah. fixed too. Like it's all that. So I'm getting
1: my bundle yeah, reworked. Um, Wait, that's, you can that, get like surgery to like make yourself like the best anal performer of all yeah, time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And that I'm told we'll see is actually covered by health insurance. So really cool. if it is, we'll see because health insurance anthem has not been cool to me. So we'll see. But mm-hmm. um, so that I'm going for the consult in a couple weeks for that to schedule that. Robo penis. Um, In June, I'm getting hip implants, butt implants, and lipo. Basically, every fucking where, like arms, waist, lower back, upper back, belly, everything. And I have a ton of fat to suck out. But I didn't know this about lipo. If you just suck out the cell, the fat cells. Period. Like, just get them out. You can't grow fat there anymore. Mm -hmm. Then you go eat McDonald's or whatever, and it goes somewhere else in your body. Like her butt, or legs, yeah. or something. So, I want that. Like, why, while they're knocking me out to do the hip implants, I'm like, might as well suck all the fat out, buddy. So that's what they're going to do. So that's a big recovery. That's going to be relevant. where are
1: you going? Where are you going for that? Uh, so, Doctor Stanton
0: is, if you want hip or butt implants, not a BBL, but actual like silicone implants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Doctor Stanton in Beverly Hills is pretty much the go-to. He does more of those implants than anyone in the world. And if you're getting any procedure done, what I've learned for the past nine months is you keep going to doctors for consults until you find the one that says that procedure I do more of than anyone in the world. And then you're about to learn a bunch of shit because they're going to say shit like Dr. Barrett. Like, oh, I can go in through the nipple. It's fine where every other doctor said they can't. Every other doctor, I said, BBL is not going to work for me because I mostly have visceral fat. and My pelvic bone isn't wide enough anyway. and The fat's not going to stick to this part. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's not a fit. I said, can you do implants? And they say, you don't want implants. They're going to look crooked. They're going to look weird. they are going to look fake. Ah. I finally go to Dr. Stanton, and he's like, yeah, everybody says that, but no, no, I do it all the time. And we stitch them to your bones. so They don't move. And we make custom implants, like 3D, like we make them that fit your body. Like the implants mm-hmm. we put in you are just made for you. So they're not going to look all crazy and fake. And you can go under the muscle on the butt. So it doesn't look. It's just your butt's just extended out, but it still feels like a butt. It doesn't feel like a rock or anything. And I'm like, yeah, ah, yeah. all right, let's do that. So, Dr. Stanton. Is he the dope.
1: same guy doing your lipo? Yeah. And while I'm knocked out, he, he doesn't do fat
0: transfer, but he does lipo really well, from what I've read. So, mm-hmm. um, and lipo is pretty straightforward. As long as basically you don't want to get burned, you can get burned from lipo. Uh, but he's done enough lipo to where I feel confident he's not going to burn me. So,
1: yeah. Oh. See, cause I went and I got bad lipo, like mm. t- maybe 10 years ago or something oh. like that. And they like took too much out. Like, and so I have like grooves in certain places. Like it was just like really badly done. Oh, like, I actually wasn't even a licensed plastic surgeon. He was mm. a licensed dermatologist. And the way that he advertised it was like board certified, sorry, board certified, wait a minute. board certified, but he was a board certified dermatologist, not a board certified lipo, but the way that what he promoted it was that and I was stupid and I didn't do enough research and I was impulsive anyways. You saw bird certified
0: and you had faith in that like anyone else would. Yeah.
1: That's not stupid. Yeah. That's I actually just- wrote him a really bad Yelp review, which I've literally never done. And I've had so many women reach out to me and say that he like totally did a hack job on them. So since I've had a baby, I have like belly fat that I just like cannot get rid of. Yeah. Um I'm almost back to my original weight, but I just can't get rid of it. So that's something that I want to look into, but I'm so scared to get it done again because I don't yeah. want to have. So I'm always like interested to know about like, who's really good at that. Cause yeah. that's literally all I want. Everything else is fine. It's just that. And this is, this is common for women, you know, especially yeah. at my age. And after having a baby, it's like, pff, just... yeah.
0: Yeah. and Yeah. You gotta find a good one. Charlotte, um, for procedures she's had done i've just watched her research the shit out of it and thank god i knew because i saw that like oh it's worth it to what you're doing now it's like okay i want to do this but i'm scared i want to get it done right that's the right attitude to have not like Mm -hmm. okay i got 10 grand let's fucking go who's in town you don't want to you don't want to you want to you might travel you know what i mean um yeah to get it done right that's kind of the thing so that lipo. Penis, then butthole, and then full FFS, uh, full facial feminization, facial feminization surgery, FFS, that's what that means, uh, mm-hmm. where they do like seven or eight surgeries on my face just to like fucking make it look right. Um,
1: Are they I, gonna like shave down bones and like add? Yeah. It to so if I turn mm-hmm. sideways, I'm
0: not you can see. So on a male skull, there's this brow ridge, right? Yes. That's the thing. And I did, I never noticed that before I started transitioning. Um, and if no one pointed out to me, I probably still wouldn't have noticed it. But now it's one of those things when your brain sees a face subconsciously or whatever, it picks up male or female. Like mm-hmm. it's like just a tell. So mm-hmm. they got to fix that. And you that's a surgery.
1: That's also that, how, how archaeologists can identify yeah. male and female bones from a skull generally a skull. Is, is that they brow ridge. can tell ridge, from yeah.
0: that brow ridge. So if you're going to fix that, you have to go to – there's very few surgeons in the world who can do that surgery because it's not just shaving the bone. That's actually a hollow – they don't know why, but that ridge is hollow. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe to make our skulls lighter, we don't really know. So they cut it off, mash up the bones – Take some titanium or ceramic plates and fill in the hole. Otherwise, you're going to have a fucking dent in your skull. So they have to be really good at that. And then if you're doing that, you have to do the nose. Otherwise, your old nose won't fit your your forehead. It'll it'll sink up funky. So they got to do a nose job. And then while they're doing the nose job, uh, males have I don't know if you can see if your viewers can see, but the dimension from lip to nose, like that measurement. It's much mm-hmm. longer on men than on women. So mm-hmm. they while they do the nose, they cut under the nose to do, do a lip lift, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, then they take the chin and they shave off, shave off, mash up more bone, make a chin, make sense. Because the male chins go – the dimension from lower lip to the bottom of your chin is longer on males than on females. Basically, on women, the biggest number is the forehead and then it goes gradually smaller from there down. On men, mm-hmm. the biggest number is the chin, and it goes gradually smaller the other way. So they just reverse that. Um, I'm not going to, most people do chin, I'm sorry, jaw, like the actual jaw hinge, shave that down. But I actually like having a ridge jaw. I like it. I'm gonna keep it. Mm-hmm. Like Sigourney yeah. Weaver, Charlize Theron. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's just yeah. keep that. So from, I don't have to from do somebody the,
1: who doesn't have a strong jawline, trust me, Keep keep a keep the nice, job. strong jawline oh, yeah. because I wish I had that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I don't have to do the Adam's apple scrape because I don't really have one. It's lucky there. Oh, so that's cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So they're going to do all that. And then cheekbones, the doctor I'm going to, Kia Jampa, he's the only one that I know of that actually puts, uh, not bone, but 3D prints some shit and it's hard like a bone and makes it fit your face perfectly. Every other FFS doctor just does fat transfer and puts fat in there. So instead mm-hmm. of um, bow, like a hard female cheekbone that has fat over it, it's just all fat, which mm-hmm. I know people have done that and they look amazing. It looks really good. But for me, I'm like, I'd rather just have something like heart, you know, like that's mm-hmm. my skull. So I'm doing that. And then um, for the, I'm lucky. I have a thick head of hair but it's Mm -hmm. a very male hairline. So they're just going to do hair plugs. Just fill that in. Mm -hmm. So that's December is when I'm scheduled for that. But I already paid it off. So they're like, we'll get you in sooner if we can. People cancel all the time. So I don't know when I'm going to go through full face surgery, but worst case, December. And then by then, hopefully I'll be done-ish with hair removal. And then deck butthole hips, waist, lipo, that'll all be done. So when I recover from that surgery, if it's in December, sometime after AVM, like late January, I'll be like done with the bullshit basically. Then it's just diet, build leg muscle, the fun part. And the other thing is losing muscle. It's not a procedure, but it's probably the hardest part. Like I was a, I was 185 pounds of just muscle, just fucking shredded. Mm-hmm. And um the only way to lose muscle is to starve it off and atrophy it. So I have to like, in somewhat of a healthy way, starve all that muscle. So I basically just eat salads and like bread, Yeah, like zero protein diet. If I can, it's possible, but you know, and then I've been doing Botox injections in the muscle that I'm trying to atrophy. Cause that's what Botox literally atrophies muscle,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: I don't think I can say I invented that procedure, but it, definitely did not exist anywhere i heard of and i've just found an injector to try it with me someone else has probably tried it but it's not written anywhere so that's another thing for the book like hey by the way if you want to speed up your muscle loss botox
1: you know and you find that know. that's been working for you
0: oh it's crazy faster before that i couldn't um i was doing an hour of cardio on an empty stomach every morning and barely eating and just getting minimal results. I mean, it just takes year And everything you read on Reddit or anything, people are saying, oh, I've been on hormones and starving for five years and I'm just now starting to lose my neck and traps." And I was like, I'm going to be 50 by the time. Fuck that. So Botox the shit out of my arm. My arms are like way skinnier than they used to be. It's still got a ways to go. My neck, I want to lose a couple more inches. So we're stabbing that with mm-hmm. Botox and all that. The, the oblique for me stuck out really far. So I had to stab that with Botox to like get that down. Um, that seems to are you work gonna, better.
1: Are you going to change like your exercise routine? I mean, like, I in have, terms of, yeah,
0: like I haven't know. lifted a weight since I started transitioning. I'm just doing cardio on a stationary bike. Um, mm-hmm. But once I'm done with all the surgeries and I've lost the muscle I want to lose, then it's the fun part. I can start eating fuck tons of protein and doing heavy leg days and you know what I mean? Build, build the legs. Cause while I'm losing this neck and arm muscle, my legs are like nothing. I have like tiny chicken legs now. My butt's like gone. So I need to rebuild that. But you can't do both at the same mm-hmm. time. And uh, mm-hmm. also the HGH, while it was great for healing from the boobs, I had to really watch it, like get off it as soon as I could once I was healed because HGH makes you retain muscle. So it's like a wonder mm-hmm. thing. But uh, when you're trying to lose muscle, you can't be on that. Right.
1: So. right. I had to do that. Wow. So It's a lot of things. This is like, yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a serious commitment. I mean, you, I would imagine that you knew what you were going to be going through when you made your decision.
0: I had no idea. I thought, oh, I guess it was like a decision to get on the hormones. Like, okay, I'm really, really doing this. And then start hair removal. I -hmm. thought I'd be doing hair removal like three months tops. And, uh, I thought the hormones would move the fat and give me hips. Uh, which is wrong? I thought. Um, oh, I won't. Maybe I won't need FFS because I've done makeup before. I look okay. And then the more I've learned, I've been like, I just got to get the FFS. To just, I'm gonna think about it the rest of my life. I got to do that. Um, yeah. I thought I'm. I'm like so. I was a gym rat for like fucking 30 years almost. You know. I thought, oh, I'll be able to burn that muscle off and diet. I, I've done. I've changed my body before. And it's like insanely harder. Oh, the voice thing too? I have to, that doesn't change the hormones. I thought it did, but it does not at all. So I've taken voice lessons once a week and then practicing how to raise my larynx when I talk. Basically you learn how to sing is what you do. And then right. you use the those things, those methods to alter the way you talk. And you do it enough to where your brain says, that's how we talk now. And then the voice changes. So it's like a lot of work to like, and it comes in good. I don't know if you can tell in this interview, but my voice is like,
2: hi, hi, how are you doing? And then, oh, yeah,
0: like, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> a little freaky. Yeah. I'm friends with yeah, like, I... Ruby Havoc started transitioning right about when I did. And when Ruby mm-hmm. and I have coffee, it's like two Furbies. Like if you put them next to each other, because we'll like walk up to each other. And then as we're walking up to each other, how have you been? Hips are moving more, you know what I mean? And then we just kind of like... <laughs> Them, 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 them. And then, like, I'll think of something emotional and my voice will drop, and then Ruby's voice will drop. You know, it's like, and then we're up and down. Yeah. All over. It's fucking trippy. It's cool. Ruby's awesome. So Ruby's crazy. A badass. I envy Ruby a so, lot because Ruby's just like chill about it. Like, not like, mm-hmm. I'm like full blast. Like, let's get this shit done. I want to get done. Ruby's like, yeah. yeah, I'm transitioning. It's cool. And I'm like, how are you so chill? Like, I'm
1: just like, yeah,
0: I'm sure Ruby <laughs> has their things, but, um, I just envy their peace, their inner peace. It's just beautiful,
1: you know? Yeah. Mentally, what has it been like for you? I mean, you just (sighs) mentioned, you know, (sighs) that Ruby has inner peace. You feel that you're not feeling too serene about this? Is it? no. No, It's it's crazy. It's
0: crazy. No, like I was saying when we were starting, I had an actual panic attack like last week. I haven't had that. That's not happened to me since I was a little kid. Like, I actually yeah. have it full, you know, there's crying, like a little tear, a little, <laughs> and then there's like full blast, like get down, holler like a lady, like not bubbling, crying. I haven't mm-hmm. done the second one. And since I was a little kid, it just hasn't, nothing's mm-hmm. been able to make me cry. Um, and last week, it just all fucking exploded. Just <laughs> Charlotte found me in the back porch, just like curled up in a ball. Like she, she just thank God for my wife, like knew what to do and like yeah with that oh god i would have been fucked if i was on my own so she saved the day and then uh she's so sweet she like took care of me i'm like crying like a weird like just uh, and then i was like oh, this is weird i don't know why i just want to go feed some ducks and she was like <laughs> you want to feed some ducks i got you we're going to go feed some ducks we live in las vegas we're in a desert and she found a pond that had ducks like that we could go and then she at bird seed, and we, an hour and a half later, we're feeding ducks. And I'm like, I love you. We're cool. You know, it's just she's awesome. Um, she's a badass. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I that was like a sign, like okay, maybe I need to chill a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, like just slow, slow, slow her down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So,
1: but we're- Well, I mean, as an entrepreneur, I know that, you know, you've been such a hard worker and I'm sure that you went full force with your business and, and all of that. So it seems to me that that's just kind of your nature, right? Is that when you decide you're going to do something, you throw everything that you have at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There is another way, but I don't know it like to yeah. get anything done. I'm just burn a lot of gas, just fucking rah, let's go and then get it. Um, so, but I, I, that's something to look at. I think I need to learn how to like, there's a healthier way to solve problems probably. So, yeah. but I'm getting shit done. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. glad I'm where I'm at with hair removal. Jeez. Like if I would have gone slower, I'd still have so much more to do. That sucks. Got a yeah. lot behind me.
1: you know. What do you look forward to the most once your transition is complete? Um,
0: just kind of going about my day, just being a human.
1: I mean, that would be so nice to
0: just. Like, I'm starting to kind of get that experience now. Like, I'm going to go run some errands after this. Uh, when I go to FedEx to do my thing, there's a good chance no one's going to be like, How you doing, sir? Man, I. I and, like, they don't want to offend me, but they're trying to be nice, but it's awkward now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to, like,. Mm go be a fucking human on the on a normal level that would be nice and then i'm looking forward to like getting back to work a little bit i was pretty Mm -hmm. happy being retired but the whole like big dick milf thing i'm like that sounds fun i want to go do that yeah you know like get out there and trade shoot and like that kind of stuff and um uh I, you know, like, I, I, mean, I talk about my wife all the time. I love, fucking love my wife. It's definitely the most important person in my life, but we're, we're poly. So like, you know, not, it's not a priority to me, but like, it could be cool to like date a little as a lady, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And we'll take that as it comes. It's like, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But it's just interesting to me. I'm like, who would I attract as a lady? Cause as a cis dude in a, just the bare minimum of openness like we were pretty monogamous for poly people but anyway as a cis dude who's a sex worker who's married as fuck and definitely in love with her wife the women that i attracted were mostly toxic you you Mm -hmm. see what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. for you imagine being a single woman what would it what state would you be in to say oh yeah i'll go hook up with that married guy who's a sex worker who definitely just cares about his wife. You know what I mean? It's different, mm-hmm. but, but like a dude would jump into that. Like, Oh, I'm going to get laid. Cool. Fuck it. And then I'll go home. You know what I mean? But it's different. Like, mm-hmm. so it's inter- That's interesting to me. Like what, not just people and sex, but like, what will I attract as this other. Yeah. Type of. What situation? will it be like
1: to live in the world as, as a yeah. woman? As yeah. a fully transitioned woman.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited about that. But more than anything, just chill and just like finally like
1: relax. Yeah. Not having to get electrolysis done.
0: (laughs) Not having to do face torture nine hours a week would be great. And then, yeah, just go on a vacation and just not have to think about the next procedure or Mm -hmm. have to describe my genitals to people anymore. Like just kind of being... It's weird. And I, I know people mean well, but... Imagine if every interview you did, every shoot you went to, everything, they said, How, how, where are you at with menopause? How's that going? What are you doing with your vagina? Like, mm. how's that going? Are you going to get anything done? And you had to like open them up to that part of you. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's kind of gnarly, you know? Like, I'd like to yeah. not be dealing with that anymore, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you because, you know, I mean, trans, you know, transgender people have obviously always existed, but it's kind of like the first time that we're really like talking about it as a society, like openly it's in the news and it's something that comes up a lot. We see, you know, big mainstream brands finally starting to embrace it. I am myself actually, um, just, you know, to call myself out, I'm shooting my first trans scene next month. Oh, cool. I've never shot one before. Good deal. So yeah, no, I'm excited. It's with Domino Presley, who's gorgeous. Cool. So I'm very much looking forward just yeah. just to working with her, just because she's beautiful. You yeah, know? Domino's beautiful. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, do you feel? Are you kind of? I was going to ask, like, you know, so many people are are curious about trans people. I mean, obviously, yeah. we are. This is why I have. <laughs> you wanted to spend an hour and a half asking you about it. Sure. Um in your day-to-day, like, so I guess my question for you would be, if I was a regular cisgender human being who didn't know a lot about trans people, was curious, you know, met somebody who I knew was trans or transitioning, like, should I not ask questions? And I I know it's different for everybody, but what's like the best, what's the best way to just be respectful of your I think
0: just treat people like humans, you know, like if you're, like, how was your day? Oh, did you travel in? How was the flight? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went to that restaurant? I like that restaurant. I don't like it. What do I like? What do you like? No. Oh, you don't like that? I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like people just talk to each other. Like, oh, you're mm-hmm. good at a thing? Cool. I want to learn about that thing. Or, you know, help with a thing? I know about that thing. You know, like people, that level of conversation should come first before, mm-hmm. um, what's going on with your genitals? Like what, yeah. like, just think about, I think the menopause yeah. thing's a great example. Cause I yeah. don't, I don't go around asking women, like, are you glad you're not going to have periods anymore? What's that like? I don't have a vagina, mm-hmm. so I don't know what that's like. Like, what is it like? Tell me about menstrual, menstrual cramps. I don't understand. Like, what's that like? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it's weird. You know, mm-hmm. it's a weird way to like talk to people. Um, and then. When you get along with someone better and they open up more, shit comes up in conversation, you know? Right. But if I really want to learn about, like, that other genders that I can't experience because I don't have those parts, the the internet's really cool for that, Mm -hmm. you know? I could just look shit up. I mean, it's, like, not that hard to, like, Google and go on Reddit. You know, it's good. There's a lot of screaming neckbeards on Reddit, but there's a lot of good information on Reddit. You know what I mean? Is
1: there a good subreddit that people should consider visiting that you'd recommend? Um, You
0: know, it's, uh, I think Translator is what it's called. I think that's the one. It's people, it's trans people sharing their before and after pictures. But Mm -hmm. what you get is people in the comments ask, like, holy shit, how'd you get your hips to do that? You know what I mean? So you get kind of all the infos in there somewhere in the comments. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, whoa, do you mind if I ask who's your doctor? Like, how'd you do that? Are you on Spyro? What are you doing? You know? And people, Mm -hmm. I learned kind of almost, I at least learned what else I needed to learn there. You know, in that subreddit. Like, that was like a great starting place to, like, get, peel back, open the hood and be like, okay, what are we looking at here? You know what I mean? And then later, get more specific. But And in the other sense, you got to ask yourself, like, the dudes that are on set with you that you hire or whatever, how much do they really need to know about menopause? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like, do they really need to know? Yeah. Like, if they're asking you about that, like, would you be like, why are we talking about this? Like, what?
1: Because you're never going
0: to go through this.
2: You know what I mean? Like,
0: why? it's cool you're curious yeah. but what do we yeah I mean there's a little bit of that that needs to be like I think the world needs to kind of look at it like hey maybe you know because it's, it's the, not it's the whole know. like I don't want to be a circus freak and neither is any other yeah woman, you know what I mean
1: yeah no I I, I kind of asked that question because I have a friend somebody that I work with that is like you know kind of knew nothing about uh trans people until they started working with me because you know I interview people in my podcast and now I'm going to be working with someone, um, next month and, and she's always wanting to like ask these questions and like, you know, kind of drill these people. I mean, I've seen her do it with like non-binary people as well. And I'm always just kind of like, you know, maybe don't, you know, like make somebody explain themselves to you. So that's kind of like why I wanted to ask that question. Cause it, it felt like something that was invasive and, and could be super annoying. And so I just, I guess I wanted to hear it from the, the actual, the mouth of somebody going through that, that yes, what I thought is that <laughs> is a little bit invasive and kind of annoying. <laughs>
0: well, it's just, it's, it's not like, I mean, you know, I'm a sex worker, I'm a queer sex worker. So I'm used to talking mm-hmm. about shit that other people would knock about. So I'm not offended. I'm not, but whatever. But mm-hmm. it it kind of gets my goat that it's the norm to treat trans mm-hmm. people like like it's a serious pro- – and it's not just like a socially awkward thing. I mean people try to kill us, you know? Yeah. Like we literally – when I leave the house, I have to bring a gun because mm-hmm. – and when I go to California, I'm more scared because I don't have my gun on me. And if you're going to carry a gun, you have to get training. So I, had to, I'm a person that gets shit done. So I had to go – train with special forces types and like learn how to get good at shooting and otherwise i don't want to like draw a gun and spaz out and like shoot myself in the foot right i gotta like
2: right.
0: jason born that shit and like drop three people bah, 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 you know what i mean like I <laughs> which you can learn in like three months it's not it's not like yeah. learning jujitsu which takes 10 years like you put in do some drills do some training you get pretty fucking good but yeah there's people tr- like literally i'm not going to get too deep into it but we got restraining orders out there. You know what I mean? There's people coming, mm-hmm. trying to kidnap us. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. a fucking problem. You know what I mean? Um, because I'm different. I'm not. So do you feel,
1: human. yeah, I was going to say, so, do you feel unsafe in a way that you didn't feel as a cisgender man? Cause I was kind of trying to explain this to my husband, you know, after we watched this particularly disturbing movie about, mm-hmm what it's like just to be a woman and know that like, you're kind of always in danger. when well, there's know? that um,
0: aggression. Like if I go to CVS or Walgreens or some shit, um, if I were dressed like this, some people are going to look, you know, they gonna mm-hmm. see short skirt, pantyhose tits. Whoa. You know, so I'm dealing mm-hmm. with that. I'm, I'm trying to be empathetic with my wife. who I love very much. I've had some glimpse of like, She does not go to the grocery store, period. She Instacarts everything. And the reason is the grocery store is terrifying for her because at best, some dude's going to walk up to her and say, nice tattoos. Wow, where'd you get this? What's going on? Uh, You know what I mean? Or some lady, but normally some dude. And it's scary because she cannot overpower that person. She Mm
1: -hmm. has
0: zero, zero chance if that person gets their hands on her of... Mm -hmm winning that fight short of i mean she carries a gun too so i mean she'll probably fucking shoot him but like short of that that's terrifying so now with the that's the thing with the hormone change too i'm physically weaker like um a 50 pound suitcase i used to be able to pick up with one arm and just throw in the back of my truck no biggie now i gotta like get ready brace myself to my hips and do it you know lift with my legs move it in there so it's scarier um you know uh i'm not yeah like i don't want to get too deep into it but we were physically threatened very much and uh and it was scarier to me because i wasn't a 185 pound dude who's used to going to the gym and picking up 100 pound dumbbells and just chest pressing them like it's nothing and drop it. like i was the not always the strongest guy in the gym but pretty normally pretty close to like the biggest monster in there you know like on compared to average people so if there was a physically threatening situation gun or no gun i knew i could at least throw this person on the ground or at least grab them and my wrist power could squeeze and hurt them you know what i mean like i just had power i had so much power and now i don't have that raw physical power so i have to bob and weave and Gun, knife, fucking pepper spray, flashlight. Be ready to draw. Like you know, I mean, it's just a different game. It's way scarier. Yeah, well, and I'm and white too. I'm white. Imagine if yeah. I was God. Bless black trans women. They they'd get murdered yeah. all the fucking time, and no one cares. They don't even call the cops. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's 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 awful. It's
0: way oh. awful. Like so, yeah. That's scarier. You know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a
1: thing because
0: we're not quite female. We're not quite male. So mm-hmm. I think that's the where the threat comes in. We're like, well, it's not really human. So I can walk up to them and just grab their crotch, you know, or I can walk up to them and just start asking about their genitals. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. because they're not yeah. really this or not really that somehow not human. I can get away with this, you know, and that's yeah. scary. It's bullshit, you know?
1: What do you think the most misunderstood aspect of being trans is? I think people, well, depending on the person you talk to, less now
0: than before, people used to think, I think it's a choice. Like, why would you do that? You know, Mm -hmm. like, why would you? And it's not like, it's a choice of like, how far do I want to go physically, but being trans, like I'm more comfortable presenting as female. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm more non-binary-ish, just, I'm like a non-binary person that wants to present as female and be recognized as female. So I'm mm-hmm. less extreme than some, but for many, it's like, no, you're, they're just not comfortable in that body and they need to make that change. Um, yeah. And the assumption is, uh, oh, did you have a rough childhood? Or, oh, it's that, therapy can fix that, or whatever, or... Or oh, you're on the hormones now, so you're good, right? Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. what if I don't want to look like a dude? And if, for people who are good looking, like a like just throwing on a dress and taking the hormones, I think you're fucking awesome. I think you're braver than I'll ever be. But mm-hmm. I'm not good with that. I, and uh, for me, I need to like fully look like a sexy lady if I can. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just different.
1: You, said, you just said now that you, you feel like you're more non-binary, but you present as female. Can you maybe explain a little bit more what that means? Sure. So I guess I can only
0: say from my experience and then my perspective of others, but I know a lot of trans women who just prefer to, like, they want to just be referred as female, period. That's it. Mm-hmm. If they do have a penis, don't talk about it. Don't look at it. Don't address it. It's not there. We're going to pretend like that penis is not there. We're going to call it a clip instead of a penis. Right. With me. um, I'm very comfortable being a trans woman period. Like
2: Mm -hmm.
0: that might change, but I just don't imagine myself saying, no, I'm a woman, woman. I'm a woman, you know, like I Mm
2: -hmm.
0: picture myself as a visually hot woman that has a, big dick that works if that makes sense and then maybe one day a vagina but i'll always have some male aspects to me just don't want to be seen as female whereas before i started transitioning i was i just considered myself i guess i didn't talk about it much but i guess non-binary like like yeah he called me he i look like a dude whatever i don't care but i've related so much to women i was like i don't really relate to dudes like i didn't feel like a man i never really felt like I'm a man, man. I'm fully man. Mm-hmm. I felt like competitively at male shit, it was important to me probably cause I was trans and didn't know it. I was like, well, I need to do better at man shit than men to prove something, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, that's because I didn't feel like I was really a man, you know what I mean? Cause it apparently wasn't. Right. So, right. Does that make sense? Wow. I don't know if it makes sense.
1: I mean, y- Yes. Yes and no. I mean, I think that, you know, somebody like me, like a cisgender woman, who's super comfortable being a woman, who's Mm -hmm. very much identifies as a woman and feels very feminine in all those ways. I don't think I'll ever be able to fully understand what it's like to identify as non-binary or the different gender. But I think I can understand, you know, Maybe this desire to just like not have to adhere so strictly to these labels and these like gender roles that we pigeonhole people into and that maybe somebody can be more than just a woman or just a man. And that's, and that's it. So
0: well, it's, it's sometimes kind of, when with understanding things, it's like, if you had a cup, if you fill the cup with big rocks first. Then, if it gets filled with water or sand or whatever, cool, but just get the big rocks in there, you know? And like one of the big rocks is there are a lot of people who aren't male or female, non binary, period. They don't want to do what I'm doing and they don't want to be referred to as male or female. Just they're they, non binary, and that's cool. And like if I can grasp that rock to put in the cup, and fill everything else around it. I think a lot of the things make sense. You know, I have a lot of friends that are non-binary, and they're they're not trans, they're not male, they're not female. They're just don't. They're just non. And people say, "Well, do you prefer? Do you feel more like a he or more like a she?" And they're like, "That's the dumbest question ever." I just told you, I'm non-binary. I'm neither. You know what I mean? Like to them, yeah. I think that's the one to grasp, and then the trans stuff starts to make sense, and everything else
1: for me anyway.
0: I don't know if that helps, but.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, well, you know, I think that having conversations with people like you and is, is helpful at least for people like me and hopefully for my audience as well, because yeah. I think the first step to understanding other people is to talk to them about, you know, how they see things and how they experience things. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to do is just learn and let other people tell me about their experiences and, you know, hopefully get a greater understanding. Um, yeah, of humanity at large from that.
0: I think so. I think it's yeah. You no, know, it's it's so good what you're doing. And people, we're all just trying to learn more about each other, and we don't even have the words yeah. to describe most of the shit we need yeah. to. Still, still, we have the English language is like the has more words than all of them, and we still don't have all yeah. the words. It's crazy. You
1: know? I mean, I think ultimately, like all of us are just trying to like find yeah our most authentic selves and and sure. live our ways like that. I think that maybe what society does and what we're all possibly at fault at is that we try too hard to put labels on people and like give names and, and, you know, so that we can understand, cause some of us only understand people if they're in this very specific box and maybe we can all open our minds and our eyes to the idea that like, not everybody fits into like a box and, and that's okay. And, you know, Maybe well we the don't boxes to, like understand it, but we could like you know not tolerate it's the wrong word, I guess, but accept them. Well I think um,
0: it's it's just t- it's you know, question the box itself, you know. Like why right, yeah, why do we even need this box? Kind of like the why there's no situation where some younger guy would ask you about menopause or some younger woman would ask a male, Sorry, you yeah, up it's it yet? Yeah. Like you're older. <laughs> Oh yeah, but did your dick still work? What's that like? Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, like wow, yeah. like it just doesn't. We don't need to know. Like we don't. Not that we don't need to know, because people can know anything they want to know. But like, why are we even in this box here? You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like it's kind of silly. A yeah. lot of it is like, God, there's just so much more to people than our gender.
1: You know, yeah. I think ultimately, hopefully, that's the greatest takeaway from today. So, Lisa, thank you, thank you so much. This has been so interesting. This is weird, like going on an hour and forty. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, this is like one of the longest interviews I've done in a long time, and I feel like we could keep talking. But, um, (laughs) listen,
2: yeah. No, I (laughs) think I think they will.
1: This has been. This has been so interesting and, you know, I really appreciate you being so open and transparent and just super cool about talking about all of this. And, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just really grateful for people like you who are out there to, who are doing their thing, you know, well, like I said, you being your most authentic awesome. self. So
0: it's, I really enjoyed that conversation and everything. Oh, and Battle Cat. Say
1: hi, hi Battle Kitty Cat. Cat. Hi, Kitty. He
0: wants to help. <laughs> he
1: always wants to help. Well, awesome. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you, Lucy. Can you tell everybody, um, you know, your social media handles, your sure. website plugs, all that?
0: Yes, yeah, so the main thing at pervout.com, P-E-R-V-O-U-T.com. That's my porn network I own. I think all my socials link from there. But and then on Instagram and Twitter, it's MamaHeartX. So at M-A-M-A-H-A-R-T-X. Yeah, Fantastic. that's the, that's the one. And TikTok, but I think mm-hmm. I've only done one
1: video. So, right. oh, you gotta, you gotta get on Everybody's TikTok, on man. TikTok I now, you I know. resisted it for a long time, and um it's the jam. I'm, yeah, there's now so it's much the trap jam. to be had.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, something. I'll get it together. There's little dance.
1: Also, like though, great recipe. You know, they say that oh, they, yeah. like you have your 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 side of TikTok. Yeah, like what um, you see. Yeah. What you see, yeah, and I get like all kinds of like great salad recipes and like workout yeah. things and like toddler stuff. So I get it's sp- funny because what I post is like porn shit and yeah. like clips from my podcast, but then what I see is like salad recipes and like yeah. how to like prevent your toddler from having tantrums,
0: <laughs> right? Like Charlotte's TikTok is all like cute frogs and stuff. Like that's what she sees, and then mine is like sexy cocktail waitresses dancing in pantyhose because I'm just that kind of a pervert, where I'm like, I have a thing for the outfit, the cocktail waitress outfit, like the, the mm-hmm. leotard and panties kind of thing they wear. Sometimes it's like a thong thing. And then they do like little dances and it's like fascinating. I'm just like, wow, yeah, look at that wiggle. Go, wait, can I make my hips? Now I'm like, can I look like that? You know what I mean? So, so we have very, <laughs> she's got cute frogs. You got recipes. I've got Whatever Sexy cocktail is. waitresses. Sexy waitresses wiggling. <laughs> yeah. Hooter's girls waitresses. You know, wiggling. Wiggling. Yeah. wiggling. It's good. It's good shit. So
1: yeah. So speaking of TikTok, you guys can find me on TikTok at yeah. Holly Randall Unfiltered, on cool. Instagram and on Twitter at Holly Randall. And of course, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com/slash Hollyrandall Unfiltered. Lucy, again, thank you so much for your time. Give our love to your wonderful wife, uh, Charlotte. Um, who's also been a guest on this show. If you guys want to check out her interview, it was a few years back, but um, it's a really good one. And uh, yeah, much love to both of you. And thank you again for your time.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Okay. I'll see you guys next week.